smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. All right, let's get into some grow talk here, man. This is Cannabis Grow Talk Show, episode 1332, I think. Dear God, getting up there. Wow. Dig. Wow. Yes, that is yes. A lot Today of we're going to cover hanging out and talking, dude. Yeah, it, it's good. That's, it's, uh, you know, I can't complain. I can't complain at all, we'll say. So, thanks uh, a lot. Always good. This is, I'm like living the dream, man. This is, I couldn't, couldn't uh, imagine this job if I tried a better job. And dude goes, I can't complain, man. <laughs> I'll just have yes. Fun. That's like enjoy. saying I can't complain is like people that say, well, it could be worse. Like, yeah, yeah. Thanks. that makes oh, me feel better. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust that, man. I never get tired of talking grow. Uh, a lot of the questions we get are very similar questions. A lot of times, different circumstances or man, like For one, gross. one today about CO2. I forgot we already talked about it, man. <laughs> Makes life easy. Oh, hey, and this is where you can uh, see what happens during a uh, edit. See if you know a difference when we're back in one second. I'm back. We're back. You're supposed to come Anything? back without your shirt off, man, or something. That would have been obvious. <laughs> oh, just had to just had to shut off my my 600 R spec back here. That's that's cooking my peppers under it, man. That's growing the peppers. But today, wait, 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 wait questions you have a up 600 on- R spec under there. Oh, I do see it, man. Wow, that's a lot of light. You check your PPFD over there, dude. She's dimmed down to twenty five percent, so it's uh, yeah. There's no way I could have that thing full bore, <laughs> dude. Even uses his lights at quarter strength, man. Oh no! <laughs> All right, we got grower questions from DudeGrows.com and DGC Producers hooking it up. We got a dank nug titled Jelly Rancher, Jolly Ranch, Jelly Rancher number three. Mm-hmm. It's the Oka Cut, Scotty. The Oka OCA Cut. Okay. Ooh, okay, I don't know. man. <laughs> The oak by coffin nail. Good. Um, grower comments and questions. Sexing outdoor autos, non-feminized, posted by Growing Up. Uh, and grow hacks. Now, nah, nah, this is really just grow information. Home as a hack. Homemade CO2 bucket. Updated homemade CO2. I've usually poo-pooed on most, you know, if you don't have a tank, it's not worth your time. But this we got some numbers on this one. This was posted by North North Terps. Wow. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> uh, you said you normally poo-poo on it. And I'm wondering if that's a way to generate CO2 <laughs> right there, man. You know, a little citric acid what's, on there. Uh, what's the solution? Posted by Olin Hash. This is uh, advice on mixing your pH up and down and not having nutrients fall out of solution. Yes. Tip here. Uh, so Steve, Steve says uh, he's got a free mulch grow hack involving cardboard. I like this one. Scotty was kind of like, eh, not too sure, but we'll I'm learn. Not sure. Last- all microbes aren't good, man. Not every single microbe is good. You can definitely breed for pathogenic molds as well. So, And last but not least, over-fertilization, question mark by TJ Dirt Sniffer. And what's going on in our grows? Before we hop into the show, guys, dogrows.com forward slash support. It is April, if you didn't know, and we got a new giveaway hooking up. When you go to dogrows.com forward slash support, that's where you can come sign up to support the show. $10 a month can help you up with so many DGC benefits. Uh, The new giveaway from Rain Science Grow Bags is pretty tight here. Uh, It is the first wave, first, second, and third, which is awesome. First place is, this is interesting, one size of every Rain Science Grow Bag, which is going to get you all the way up to a 25 gal. I'd like to see somebody do the transplant and document it and go to the one, (laughs) the two, the five, the seven, the 15. 
Um, we also hooking up a limited edition DDC wood stash box. We've got to get a picture of that for you guys and some more rain science bags to enter this competition or this a giveaway, if you will. Uh, go over when you're logged into Patreon, supporting the show, just go to the recent post and make a comment on this post. We'll hook it up at the end of the month. Don't forget the happy hour is going strong for you producers every Friday, 420 Pacific time, me and Soup the Gardener or Scotty or Guru or Banner, whoever the hell's around and wants to hang out and have the happy hour. Uh, that's a DDC producer only show. Uh, we repost it every Monday. We give away free seeds every show. And you don't have to be there live hanging out to get that action, but uh, you'll figure out how you can get entered in to win free packs of seeds every damn show. Man, too much on to list. I'll just end it with making the show happen, guys. Don't forget if you're a producer, send in grow questions. Hit me up over on Patreon. Talk with me. Tell me what's up. Thanks for the feedback on the show tonight. Length, guys. Most people are liking the show length. Said, leave it alone. If anything, make it longer. Double it, Scotty. Make the show twice as long. Yeah, we don't so. want to bring up the flawed uh, science in that, that we ask people that watch the hour-long show if they like the hour-long show. <laughs> yes, I hear you. Um, and free seeds and deals on recharge and grow dots that you will not believe. Dudegrows.com forward slash support, guys. Let's do this. Hey, just so you know, I like the hour-long show. I love hanging with y'all for an hour. I love it when I can put some headphones on in my grow and uh, listen to some people make me laugh, hopefully, or say something interesting. So, yeah, hopefully we're doing that for an hour at a time. You said it right, Scotty. You said, hey, this isn't a short form content thing. You know, we, sometimes we see different videos with lots of, and then we feel in this modern environment of content, people consuming a lot of content when they see a longer show, they're like, yeah, you know, it's like a radio show. It's a hang. It's a hang with the DGC. And we'll say, talk about growing some dank. I say thank you to the patrons. We talk about how valuable the patrons are. Uh, because y'all support us, we don't have to worry about chasing numbers on YouTube. We can actually just give you the show that we want to give you, the show that we hope you enjoy. Oh, and I forgot to mention DDC Cup, guys. Um, we are honing in, honing in on last weekend of July, first weekend of August. Denver, Colorado is going to be your landing spot. We don't have the venue on lock yet, but. Uh, yeah, you might have to wear your cowboy boots. It's almost say. But respect, man. The dude's been really heavy on on making sure a DGC Cup happens. And uh, if you can pull off this venue, man, we could have ourselves a real event, man. I got. I don't want to. I don't want to get to DGC's hopes up. But yeah, let's uh let let's hope that the cowboys uh <laughs> don't Google us too much. <laughs> But I wanted to get that out there the first uh, weekend of August or the last weekend of July. Well, the dates that we're really trying to get unlocked. I know people are trying to plan summer travels. And if you fly straight into Denver and you're going to stay in Denver, you will be close to the cup location. Don't buy plane tickets or anything yet. We'll have details soon. Everybody will hit up all your producers first thing. All right. So Dan Nug here. Uh, this is Jelly Rancher number three, the Oka Cut by Coffin Nail. Wow, this looks pretty damn nice. It says, hey, DDC had a great harvest of some of the dankest weed I've grown. Grew these girls from seed with nectar for the gods, recharge, and potion. Wait, what does this say? Putin's <laughs> it says, of love? It says Putin's? Putin's of love, man, but I think it's potions of love. The Putin's of love. No, is it, <laughs> it, oh, could wait, be a pontoon. it could be a pontoon. Poutine of love? Is he Canadian? You make sure, uh, uh, Guru, we're not misunderstanding the word Putin's, please. Uh, it says, this is P-O-O-T-O-N-S. Uh, Putin's of love, clone them all, uh, but number three was special. Her two clones, of course, were involved in an overcrowding accident in the tent. 
and did not make it. I smashed them. Oops. Yeah, don't oh. smash. Um, so it so, says, so Reverage, yeah, we're trying. The first pick was a few days before harvest. The second two picks are me trying to be Ansel Adams and failing, but the trikes didn't fail. Just my picks. No, these picks look pretty good, man. Um, so it says the final pick is a Valarf bud I left on the plant for Reveg. It's been ripening for a week and looks downright evil. The smell of the cheap cherry candy with gassy finish. Wow. Tastes amazing. Are- Gorgeous, man. Says, Those are gorgeous. Ansel Adams wish he, he painted that kind of shit or photographed that kind of shit, I should say, man. Ansel Adams was the photographer, right? Right? Nature photographer, mainly, I believe. Ethan Allen was the furniture guy? Yes. Yes. Right, so, got him. Got him. <laughs> uh, got to give thanks to the DDC. He says this would have not happened without this community. Uh, don't forget, anybody right can get all your dank nugs up. Over there on dudegrows.com. And yeah, looking fat. Did so much reading. I had to scroll and check out some of these. Dude, he's got some good picks here. Fuzzy triked out. Yeah. The one is looking evil. Does he say how he got those picks? Is that just camera phone? And a nice background. I don't even know a crazy background. Just because I no, don't say darker. camera phone. You're hurting my my feelings here because the guru called it. He's like, I'll bet you your wife's iPhone doesn't get messed up in the garden because your LED lights because she has like a, I don't know, whatever's better than my Apple SE. Everything, like iPhone anything, yeah. all right. Anything a from the last phone. three years is better than that phone. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fucking upgrade it. Unfortunately. Um. So let's get into uh, sexing outdoor autos. All right. right sexing outside. What's up, BGC? This is posted by Growing Up, longtime listener, first time caller. I've heard a lot yeah, from right the community. Now. I've gotten progressively better at growing my feminized autos in my little two by four tent over the winter. Nice. I have some compartmentalized AC infinity tent. Uh, I have the same compartmentalized AC infinity tent dude just bought uh, the three by four with one side as a Velcro wall for a little veg. And then another side right. It says, and while I've grown some dank, you have to keep your plants small. I'm looking forward to planting some seeds. I made outdoors. I think, yeah, Guru, just do me a favor and show that tent. Cause I think what he's talking about is this, it's a, what is it? It's a four foot by three foot tent and it has a one by three veg and then a two by three no, flower. Three, three, by three by three flower. flower. Okay. Yep. Uh, so I understand what they're saying, but you could still, you can't grow a big plant there, but in a one by three, you could grow, first off, quite a few solo cups. You could definitely do a, a clone dome and some solo cups that would save you a month. And it look, I don't know. You don't think you could get two vegers out of that? Maybe three gallon vegers in a one by three? The way Most that's definitely. Set up. I think you do three. Because it's got two, but, uh, two tiers. I don't know. It's just interesting. I've, I've kind of curious about that tent what you could do with that too but you can do a lot with the two by four when you have something like that with a built-in veg you can do a lot man uh you're not going to get much more out of the three by three than you will a two by four it's eight and nine square feet so like mm. kind of move between the two right um, i'm gonna run it as one one unit myself i'm gonna take the velcro wall out and just that's how i'm gonna roll well, just my point is if you can keep mothers or you don't even need to keep mothers. If you can clone before you go in the flower, take those clones, put them in that, uh, you know, you got two weeks ten, or 10 days in the chamber, <clears throat> another 10 days, two weeks at least in the in the solo cup. Then you can put them in a three gallon pot below there and get them in a or five gallon even and at least get them growing decent size. Man, you're going to shave two months off of, 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 you know, you almost have a perpetual harvest there. A little perpetual, but 
growing Sorry. up wants to go bigger. Okay. Wants to go bigger. Says I'm looking forward to planting some seeds I made outdoors where they have room to stretch and grow, but there's one problem. These are my own seeds, not feminized. I know autos are supposed to be planted in their final home. Debatable. Uh, great tip from the Adam Dunn. The oh, no. <laughs> in the it's not debatable. You just don't want them things to. Uh, and once that tap root hits the bottom, you know, hits the bottom of the container, it's uh, screws up the height, man. Like it screws up the size of the plant. You want that tap root to go all the way down to the size of a big container. Well, here's the potential problem. Um, I only have four quote final homes for them set up and two by four self-watering planters outside. So you've got four planters. Here's the problem. How do I avoid wasting space on males? The best plan I have is to throw eight top seeds out there in a line and weed out the males as they develop. But I worry about overcrowding the beds early on because I don't know how big the plants will get before I can tell sex. Right? Interesting. So what would be the best way to do this? Like his four prime spots where he wants four big female right. autos, right. but regular seeds. And how big will they get before you can tell sex? I mean, so, this is where oh, photos are question, man. This is where it might be beneficial to pay $15 a piece for plant sex test. All you need is a piece of uh, leaf tissue. So you can do it after like the first tip. set of leaves come off. Or when wow. the first com- set of leaves comes off, take right. the cotyledons and is that all off. it is? Fifteen bucks? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like they've come down a lot in prices on those, and it's pretty easy for them to do. So, or I think they even will send you. There might be yeah, a, a, reag- a, a reagent test that you can uh, like pick up and do yourself. Do me a favor. Scroll down in the comments. Somebody give us a good comment. Yeah, Doctor Phil Good is recommending Delta Leaf Labs. Apparently. Um, <laughs> Says they do uh, sex tests wait, off wait, wait. It's like what? it's like Doctor Feel Good, man. Doctor Feel Good. Ah, uh, got ah, it. I see. I get jokes, man. But yeah, getting a sex test is going to be the easiest way to weed out the the males the soonest that you can. And with autoflowers, you do just want to be careful because if they the males will start to flower and drop pollen like autoflowers too. Um, Buying so you want to be, some fem seeds from a breeder. I'm just saying why, I, I mean, mean but unless you- why, I, why go and spend money on something when he has autoflower seeds right now that he can do? Uh, another idea you could have is to plant like three in each pot or four in each pot and weed out the three ones that don't look the best um, when you man, can tell which ones are males and which ones are females. You still- I remember, well, I was just going to say, me. I tried that Guru uh, a couple times, I don't know, a couple years ago. I took two overcrowding, and Guru was like, they're just going to compete, competing root zones. And I was like, no, I'll tell you, it'll be fine. And dude, they strangled each other. They did not like having the root zones right next to each other like that, man. Well, um, I, I hear I, the best answer we have here is I do like the uh, the sex test that you mail in, just a small piece of plant material in What's that? Nothing. That is the best. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best solution, though. Yeah, especially I can't. Or, it's so awesome they exist now. Use some, I guess it's for cannabis, by the way. Use some science to help you out. Is is my uh? My it's advice. so cool that we have access to this. Uh, so plant, plant a few. I'm sorry. So the idea would be to plant a few in each container, and then uh, go and you know send away for a sex test as soon as those dicot leaves come up. Within another week, you should know. And they're not going to be the males. They're not going to be competing uh, for root space at, at that point. In a, yeah, in a week. In, in a bit. Exactly. Especially. All right. Hopefully that helps. Like I said, I'm buying, unless you're tied to those seeds, I'm just buying some fems. They're not that expensive. 
Um, yeah, I'm a fan of FEMS, man. I, I tell you what, I messed up when I did go away on vacation. I had some seedlings and I didn't water them and they certainly suffered. So a couple of the uh, Rasta Jeff Donatello FEMS uh, died off, but I've got these two left. I'm like, dude, I've only got two, but I know they're both female. So I might as well flower up both of them, you know? I like a few always mixed in because they have their place just to know. I like fems and photos, but growing photos just as a tip. I haven't had a male um, in a while. Uh, Photos, you mean fems and non, sorry, regular photos, non-feminized photo period. I have not in probably almost a year had a male pop up and only a few grows though, luckily. But I did this last time I had one and uh, it's not hard to identify. If that's your fear for going with photos, identifying males is not hard. It's not going to just pop and go pollen everywhere and F up your grow unless you completely ignore it. Don't look at it. Um, it'll be easy to tell and get rid of. All right. You agree? Yes. I do. I'm just saying, <laughs> excuse me. I was hanging out. I had my kid in the grow with me and I was explaining feminized seeds and how they make feminized seeds and how they take a, a female and you know, dust it with some chemicals um, hormones or whatever and make it pop male pollen and then pollinate itself and but i was explaining the science of how there's no male chromosome there what is it there's no y chromosome guru do i have that right yep all there yes, is, is all X's. x and it was, she was fascinated by it though it is fascinating stuff you know really is cool no i wonder it makes me wonder how long like making feminized seeds has been going on for a bit, but not like you didn't ever hear of anything like feminized seeds when you first started growing, right? No, no, this is a newer innovation. It's it's a, oh, it's a like nineteen sixties innovation. Newer innovation I was about to say cannabis. New, well, yeah, new innovation for cannabis. Really old scientific innovation, and in agriculture has been in practice for a long time. So that's what surprised. Why did it take so long to come over to cannabis? Because everything, other, everything was all bro science and you didn't have was, that many ag people. Yeah, it was cannabis. underground, man. And it was really tough. And if you found somebody that was doing it, it was it it was advantageous to them to keep it just for them and their crew. Yeah, I got these seeds that are only female. What are you going to tell everybody? So yeah. there's nothing special about it, you know? Now the... Oh. Let's get into a good comment here slash grow hack inspired by Missouri Herbalist. Uh, This is involved in CO2. And I also have another post here from North North Terps uh, doing making CO2 a different way. But Missouri Herbalist says, hey, I don't know. I don't know if you're interested in answering this question on the show. Yes, I am. Uh, But sodium bicarbonate baking soda mixed with an acid such as lemon juice or vinegar makes CO2 gas. This would be much cheaper way to incorporate CO2 in your growth space, but I don't have a CO2 ppm meter. Also, no idea how much it will put out. Can you try it out and see if it works? So before we move forward, anybody fucking around with CO2 in their growth space, and this is for smaller growth spaces, you need a CO2 monitor, which tells you what you're doing or what your little creation is putting out for you. You want to be able to see or else how are you going to know what you're doing works? And in general, it's a tool I recommend most growers have just to know what's going on in your environment. And you can't so, find them for a couple hundred bucks. They're not the $600 it used to be. You can find CO2 monitor controllers for under 300 bucks. And even just monitors for like, it, sometimes I think right around 100 or just a little over, a little environmental monitor. I mean, the Pulse Pro does it. That's spendy. It's like 400 bucks, I think. Right. But um, there's other monitors that will just like the Hydro Pharma 
desktop monitor. They're autopilot and desktop monitor. Yeah, for like but, 130 bucks and for 200 bucks, you can buy a monitor controller that if you ever wanted to have some plugged into, you could actually, I'm talking here. so I cheap. Hear. You're like, what the hell? Just buy the whole unit, you know? I got, you know me, I have both. So I can tell if one isn't working right. Man, um, you know what I love to do now when I'm bored is just Google solid state technology, man. Okay, so I was looking through dudegrows.com and we got uh, North North Terps has a post, um, and this is a couple of years ago, but relevant here. Homemade CO2 bucket updated. And you right. scroll these pictures here. He's using an air pump, like a plastic kitty litter bucket, some uh, uh, CO2 or three fourth inch uh, tubing. And he's getting like 1380 here. Nice picture of himself. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> this update. <laughs> so originally, I had the bucket in the top corner with the hose running around through the top of the tent with no CO2 reading. Again, kitty litter bucket and bubbler inside. So here's what it is. the kitty litter bucket and bubbler are inside of it. He's got six cups of sugar. Um, and half, half a bucket of water per the kitty litter bucket size, uh, two tablespoons of yeast, and one tablespoon baking soda. So sugar, yeast, baking soda. It says the readings are coming out now at 1,380 ppm. Wow, So what's great. up with Guru, maybe the difference there? He's using sugar, yeast, and baking soda. A Missouri Herbalist was just talking about baking soda and like an acid. Um, so it's two different ways to make some CO2. Um, baking soda and the acid is like a direct chemical reaction. Uh, the acid hitting the baking soda makes CO2 and releases that as a gas. It's where like you've seen people make the volcanoes like with baking soda and yeah. Yeah. vinegar and like that makes the volcano bubble over. That's one way. This way is making uh, using yeast, which is like a, a living microorganism. Um to uh, break down that sugar and make CO2 um, from that. And I think the baking soda is uh, more, more acts as a catalyst for that. It adds some extra um, carbonate in there to be able to be- Does he need- CO2. He's asking here in the comments, do I need to worry about any molds or disease or any of that kind of stuff that might happen from using yeast, water, and sugar to create CO2? Uh, so that's one thing. If you were in a, it's uh, innocuous yeast that's like not, bad or pathogenic in any way right. uh, that you're using, especially if it was like a packet of yeast from the grocery store, it's commercial yeast. Uh, if you were in a commercial facility, you definitely want to be able to do that without filtering the air coming out of the thing, just because for total yeasts and molds uh, in somewhere like Michigan, uh, you could pretty easily fail for that. Like DGC name Together Meow, Together Meow in the comments says, these days I rely on myself and my two cats to supplement CO2. I mean, we talk so, about it. You go, you go in that room. I mean, it's a little two by four tent there, so it doesn't take much. But you go in. I go in my six by twelve, and I am surprised how quick I get that CO two up to almost immediately twelve hundred, thirteen hundred from eight or nine. But yeah, going up to two thousand from hanging out there for an hour or so. Anything above? I've always had to run a tank if I have it, like my five by five tent. I'm now in the two by four tent. It's where I went to the T light. And it's been giving me a couple hundred ppm. But anything above a small grow tent, man, get a tank and the controller. And then you're not saying, shit, I forgot the yeast at the grocery store. I didn't refill this or didn't do this. It's just such clean, not that expensive. Unless you're me, I pay $40 a refill. That's Canadian dollars here wow. where I'm at at the grow store. Um, and then also... <laughs> uh, uh, I, I have to say, more tip. The, I have to say, the yeah. Dude Grow Show does not officially endorse the tea light candle in the grow. 
just just point that out. <laughs> Why not? It's fabulous. <laughs> That's shout out to uh, Johnny Hash. Johnny Hash. I'm conflicted, man. Tip. I'm conflicted. Damn it, because it works. Dude, but and get a flames, monitor, man. But get like you might well, realize fire alarm, smoke alarm monitors. Are you talking about? <laughs> no CO two monitor because when I came home from spring break. Our house had been empty of pets and humans. And I looked in the grow tent and tea lights. And it was like, oh, it's down to almost 400. Once everybody came in, brought my... burning while you were (laughs) (laughs) Once my my family came back in, my dogs were in, and we were in the house working and shit, it jumps up to like mid fives. And then I had the tea light and get it to almost 700. Um, But uh, yeah, good tips, good conversation there. Um, I'm going to take it on over to uh, a tip here myself. If you guys haven't checked out dudegrows.com forward slash buds yet, uh, that's where we put our top five, top five ever. I got to sell this right. Top five ever grow tips you want to do right for a successful harvest in 2022. Yeah. Don't do anything (laughs) without reading this first. That's right. dudegrows.com forward slash buds. Man, marketing is so trippy. It's like when I see ads like they show a bunch of like new cars in a parking garage with dust on them. And it's like, they're just giving away these cars. <laughs> just some of this shit is hilarious. But this is yeah. not, this is real. This is good information we put together um, on there's uh, LED microbes, uh, I believe, environment, of course, genetics. And we all just, me, Guru and Scotty, uh, put together a guide. You guys can give yourself a little audit or check it out. Dudegrows.com forward slash buds. Hit it up. Yes. What's the solution, Scotty? Posted by Oil and Hash. Ah, the solution is always a little oil, a little hash, you know. Yeah, it's a little extra water. So howdy DDC from New Mexico. New Mexico, man. New Mexico is selling a lot of cannabis now. I heard like five million or something in the first weekend for wreck. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go I visit New Mexico out. this summer. It's on one of my trips. I'm gonna go hang out and check it out. Okay, and just make sure it's not during the DDC Cup. And so that is a classic Scotty move, by the way. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, in two days, I'm going here. This weekend, yes. I'm going to be going. Next week, I won't be around. Because I would miss the DDC Cup, wouldn't I, sir? Wouldn't I? No, no, no. All right, back to the show. My question is basic. In bloom, I shoot for a high 2.8 to 2.2 to 2.8 EC. Time out. This is the new man, man yeah. guru arguing about Just make this, it quick. Come on. I, Fucking hate EC, man. I know it's the technically <clears throat> the correct measurement, but dude, we're all used to talking in PPM. Now you got to do the math and be like, well, what scale are they talking about? A 500? I think that's scale. probably about 1200 almost PPM. If I think off the top of my head on 2.2, what's 2.2? It is right. 1100. You literally just divide it by two and then you have your PPMs. So it's 1100 PPM and 1400 PPM because it's a was really close. 500 scale. 2.2 divided by 2 is 11? No, 2.2 divided by 5. <laughs> like if it or divided by 0. 0.5. You do it Doesn't in half, matter. it's it's what it is. Uh, move decimal places a little bit. Yeah, yeah, times it's 11 it by it's 1100 and 1400. So, okay. Yep. Anyway, we got it. Great. Are you comfortable, Scotty? I'm comfortable, so, sir. Shooting for the 2.2 to 2.8 solution using dechlorinated Dechloramine, dechlorinated hard tap water that I keep aerated. Hard tap water means he's got some PPM, sorry, some EC in there, um, which is important to take note of, whether it's calcium or whatever, right? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's, it's important because just dechlorinated and it being hard. Uh, Guru, do we know, is that plant available, that calcium in there? Uh, yeah. If it's, if it's uh, 
dissolved in the water, it definitely is. Nice. If you have hard water, it pays. It pays to get a, a water analysis test. There are a few nutrient companies out there that will make a hard water specific line. As far as uh, an A and B, hard water A and B. Uh, if you know what's in your water, it's good to check it's out. So different, man. It's a, you ever watch, add, to wash your hands with hard water and it uh, doesn't set up at all? The soap just won't set uh, up. But the soap, the soap works just as well, even though it doesn't set up. Suds are just something that they make soap do to make people feel like it works better. It's weird, though. It man. is weird. It reminded me because I hate my shower surround is all glass and it just in my well water and shit. It just like it's it's like you can't clean it. It's like uh, anyway, you need some Billy Mae uh, CLR CLR. Get it on there. I use it. <laughs> Calcium <laughs> lava rust. Yes. Uh, moving back to grow talk. I add newts first, then pH up. As soon as I add pH up. The solution becomes cloudy and things start to get weird. How do I keep from doing this? Ooh, yeah. That happens a lot of times, too. If you add silica, it's really high in pH, like that potassium silicate. Yeah, I've seen directly, that for sure. Directly to your reservoir that has nutrients in it. Yeah, it will so, lock out or I don't know what you call that. So solubility or uh, lockout is it kind of changes with concentrations for different things. And just generally, the lower concentration you mix things in with, the less chance of an interaction there's going to be. So it's why we mix silica is extremely reactive. So we mix it first when there's nothing in the water uh, for it to react with. So it can be in a, uh, a like less concentrated solution that we then add our nutrients into uh, to uh, one at a time to get them into solution uh, in an order that will kind of prevent fallout from happening. Um, in this, it could just be everything is a little bit too much or too highly concentrated, especially with the hard water that you have, that uh, when, when you go to pH it, actually just mix your pH with like a cup of water, uh, the amount that you were going to use yep. and put that in. So you're adding, instead of having really concentrated uh, pH up or down that you're adding into the reservoir, uh, you're adding less concentrated in and there's a less chance for that, uh, that chemical reaction to happen in your uh, nutrients to fall out. Because they fall out and they're not going to be plant available anymore. And right, they're waste, locked up. You just <laughs> wasted some money on nutrients that uh, aren't ever going to be plant available now. Jay Maestro says it, man. That cloud comes from chemical reactions where concentrated positive and negative ions bond, creating unusable salts. That's what's known as nutrient lockout. He says dropout. I say lockout. But... Add your pH, uh, it says add your pH up to water with no minerals. So just plain water to dilute it before adding it to a high mineral mix. Uh, you can also try some baking soda as pH up instead. Good stuff, man. Cause, Cause Gen X comment, shout out, says when I had to worry about pH, it's like you know, he's a little, little up talk. When I had to worry about pH, oh, I filled a shot a, glass is a with charge. Is that what that's about? Yeah, nope, nope. I filled a shot glass with water, dropped some pH down in it, and then I would add that to my newts as needed. And it says, I don't miss that stuff at all, though. Right. So that's talking about when you're going to be, I haven't been pH in at all. It, and, you know, I know it's somewhere close within the range of, you know, six to seven-ish. But, yes, using, the, if you listen to the show, the microbes as pH buffers, or if you're, you know, organic grower, you already, you know, you're using microbes to help you grow and to yep. take, makes everything available. I see no problems. And I hate, I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking over here at my pH pen, my blue lab on the ground. And every time I see it, I, I'm like, fuck, man, I need to make sure that that cap's full with that storage solution. And once yeah. a month, I should be calibrating it. And it's, uh, 
Um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely not a fan of pH pens if you don't have to have them. I I kind of enjoy pH pens. You would, Guru. You would. You're a guy like that has twelve cameras and twenty lenses. That's and I'm sure you would fair. like a pH pen. Uh, I I like the pH pen. I like knowing my inputs and what things are going in at. And like with Canna, everything's super stable, so it stays where I set it at. Um, yeah, I I like knowing it. I also still use microbes to help buffer and regulate pH and anything going on in the root zone. But at the same time, I'm still putting in the correct pH between 5.8 and like 6.1, depending on yeah, you the would, stage man. of growth that I'm in. So, no, I'm just kidding. Of course, I mean, that is best practices, at least periodically to know what your pH is. To know what your pH is. And you should periodically. Your, base, your baseline, yeah, you can check that every once in a while. But you cannot, yeah. as we said, you can go to the aquarium store and get a little water tester kit for that. You don't need any batteries. Thank you. You're 100% oh. right, brother. So we got another grow hack, grower questions, and now we got recharge, man. It's been a pretty chill, non-recharge show, so I don't feel so bad telling people to go to realgrowers.com, get yourself some recharge and or grow dots, the complete yes. growing system. Um, also in Canada, dudesworld.ca, grow dots there, uh, recharge, as well as iRegenetics. Genetics. That's what's happening in dudesworld.ca. All right. Um, and also, I always remind people, uh, dudegrows.com, guys. Uh, tons. You can see all the community that was over there. Maestro being a great moderator of that community along with other GGC. And growers helping growers, man. There's grower questions about hundreds of different subjects on dudegrows.com, as well as tons of information on recharge. Use that search bar at dudegrows.com and go check out what's going on with the other GGC using it. Can we jam one time, though? Can we play the Dude, dude, dude Dudes World let's song? jam out. <laughs> Come on. Just one jam here. Come on. The DGC's got down, yo. Okay, let's move to free mulch, man. Grow hack here. I like anything free. Actually, free usually discredits, like when you see free this or free that. It's probably just some crap, right? Oh, man. Especially when it's used in marketing. I teach my kid that lesson frequently. You can't get nothing for free. Yeah, how much of a bullshit phrase is buy one, get one free? No. Doesn't make no sense. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of does, man. Kind of does. Yeah, I'd rather know. them give it to me for half off, man. Most of the time it says, or you can get one for just half the price, which is pretty awesome. Fine print. Free mulch here from Sativa Steve says, using free cardboard to create a perfect microclimate at your soil's edge. The 10th permaculture design principle is edge effect. Okay, we're talking about edge effect here. To sum it up, edge effect, I'll quote something that I've read and I like this. The edge effect is the ecological concept that describes how there is a greater diversity of life in the region where the edges of two adjacent ecosystems overlap, such as land, water, forest, grassland. (laughs) At the edge of two overlapping ecosystems, you can find species from both of these ecosystems as well as unique species that aren't found in either ecosystem, but are specially adapted to the conditions of the transition zone between the edges. The rhizosphere, man. That rhizosphere, that the edge of the plant and the edge of the soil, where those two things meet, man, there are just unique organisms, unique microbes that live there. How much shit lives at the beach? You know, just in this stuff, man. (laughs) So this is pretty cool. I mean, that's a good analogy. Jimmy technically lives in a van under the pier at the beach. 
Well, Guru, if you can scroll to these images, this is pretty cool. I've created an ideal environment to decompose my dry amendments. I amended these gals last night with some BioLive from down to earth and watered in recharge. 24 hours later, everything's covered in mycelium. This hack was wow. free and only took 30 seconds. I'm using less water and it makes top dressing much easier compared to the conventional mulch. I totally dig on this hack. Since I got this idea from Earth Boxes, they come with a shower cap style cover, uh, mulch cover. I just figured out how to incorporate that concept with any container I'm using. These are See amazing for sips. Yes. What's up? That's that's key, man. These are amazing for sips because sip buckets wick so much water out. It's a problem. You need a dehumidifier. Um, this will also help so, deter fungus snap populations with not as much wide openings. He could even make that slit a little bit smaller. But if you guys are listening, basically just took a piece of rigid cardboard and cut it in a, uh, it's almost like a stop sign octagon, but you can slide it right over the top of your plant. And then you now have that microclimate. It's always dark in there. And he's getting some great mycelium growth. He said within one day on his dry amendments. So that's where see you that, see yeah. it. And go. Usually don't get to see that. In the last picture, you guys were see, looking at, do I say a mycelium network going to town on the BioLife partying with Recharge? Wow, you called it a network. And think if each one of those is like a telephone line, each one of those little strains or strands rather, dude, well, that is a network, man. Amazing mulch, what could happen. Mulch is like a horticultural concept uh, is super, super important. Um, mulch one, you lose a lot less water in your pots to evaporation because they block the evaporation from uh, happening. Truth. You keep your top layer of soil more moist. I don't know if everyone's played around with this or not, but when you have just like a solid-sided uh, plastic pot and you're growing in that, the top two inches of soil, for, unless you're doing cyclical watering for the most part, are right. kind of devoid of roots. So it's wasted space in the in the grow media that you have that you're watering and everything, but roots aren't necessarily like accessing anything that's there. When you have mulch, uh, and especially when you're doing organic stuff with uh, um, dry amendments and, and things like that, when you do those amendments uh, in that top layer of soil is moist, this mycelium will start to decompose things and break it down into more plant available forms. And the plant will send feeder roots up to the top layer of soil because it's moist enough for them too to eat and consume the stuff that's on this top layer. So mulch, uh, especially in organic growing, is super, super important in keeping that top layer or, or edge um, uh, alive in there so that you're not just starting over and over again every three days when you water. It is a huge benefit. It really, we'd use uh, bamboo leaves to mulch down at the bamboo nursery, but it's amazing how much it keeps water in, moisture in. Oh, that's dope. I am going to, uh, I'm not going to steal this grow hack, but I'm going to uh, make my daughter make these tonight. I'm literally going to show her the picture in the post. I'm like, here, will you please cut out eight of these for my plants upstairs? And I do it like uh, cardboard is a really good, uh, as long as it's not painted or has like tape still in it. Right. A really good carbon source. If you shred it up, I shred up cardboard and feed it to my worms as like the, the are brown, you saying we could make a cardboard mulch yeah yeah you definitely could uh if it shredded up works as a mulch in places that aren't colorado where it's ridiculously dry you can use it as a mulch like in a garden or use it to cover up some grass and then put raised beds on to make sure we'll, uh, like a weed yeah, but i like how we can remove these and leave as dry amendments in the dark for the microbes just to start going to town on like i dig on that 
Um, especially when you re-top dress, you're, when you re-top dress, you're going to have a lot of your stuff on top of your mulch until it gets watered in. So this is a dope hack. All right, moving on. Now, wait, Guru, is there any, this is probably, could this be trichoderma? If he's got a bunch of recharge in there, I'm wondering what this is that's developing that mycelium so quickly. It's it's not trichoderma. No? Trichoderma doesn't form uh, mycelia like okay. this does. Um, this is the, almost impossible to identify what this actually is from these photos. But non do we have to be mycelium growth that you do not need to be worried. So about I don't have to now. be worried about it being what Boitritis is gray mold, right? No, it, stuff if, like if that. anything, this is kind of uh, helping to put up that no vacancy sign. Got it. So okay, like, cool. Just excellent. Not even going to be a problem. All right. Uh, moving on to question number three: Over fertilization by TJ Dirt Sniffer says, "Hey, DDC." Here I have an Ethos Temple Kush crossed with Black Rose number 10, day 35 of flower. I'm in a no-till bed and top dressed about three weeks ago with only one-fourth cup neem meal, neem seed meal, one-fourth cup crab shell meal. And I noticed some bottom leaves starting to yellow. So I gave her some of my liquid arsenal. So he's got the cheater, you know, the, the, the bottle arsenal of blue gold flower fusion um, and BioBiz grow. Uh, so basically to try and get some reaction from the plant. When we look at these pictures, just to paint the picture, when he's talking about leaves yellowing, I only see a few lower leaves, like old ass leaves that would be right. yellowing anyway. I, don't, right. I hope he's not talking about those because That's your upper natural. canopy and yeah, your upper canopy and leaves don't look bad at all other than the, the, the tacoing or cupping that we're going to get to here. Um, so it says 12 hours later, after this feeding, the leaves were cupped as fuck and she was mad i can only assume it was too much this doesn't look like a normal over fertilization characteristics i'm used to seeing we'll see dark green leaves burnt tips right burnt leaf edges um, we're not seeing any of that uh it says i know it's not heat stress because one it was fine before feeding and two this pick was taken right at lights on interesting because a lot of people point because what heat cupping isn't there tacoing is a sign one of the signs of heat stress yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it says, what can I do to nurse her through this? I was thinking of to keep the outside of the fabric pot always moist so soil doesn't dry out around the root hairs, causing the fertilization concentration to become stronger. All of my different plants got the same treatment and no one is acting like her. I hate that. This is weird for me, man, because like, yeah, okay, I watered in. All my other plants are fine. This one plant decided to start having leaf cupping and it's not because of heat stress. So, I mean... Any any ideas, people? You people? To me, this is either heat or light stress. It's one of it's one of the two. Maybe the there's something weird happened and it got too hot in there. I don't know if he has any like tracking feature, uh, like environmental monitor that's tracking stuff. But look uh, at the second this, this leaf cupping to be like 100% is either light stress or heat stress. And I have in the second picture down the the plant that has uh, most of the cupping happening. If I'm looking at this picture right, it does seem to be a bit taller than surrounding plants. If that's one of the potential issues, this plant might be in a microclimate higher in your canopy where it is hotter or getting more light intensity potentially. Right. Um, is there anything associated with over fertilization and leaf cupping? Not to my knowledge. No, not I'm, not to my knowledge either. I, I don't. I don't think this is an over-fertilization issue uh, at all. It's more definitely environmental. <clears throat> and there's a lot of good information here in the comments, TJ Dirt Sniffer. Uh, first off, with your profile pic, I just want to help, okay? <laughs> you get me, man. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, Maestro popped in. But so he's at 1,100 ppm CO2. 
uh, got an oscillating fan. And uh, what did he say? There was some good information about his PPFD. What did he say? 800 PPFD? Eight to 900 PPFD. So he's measuring his light, 55 to 65% relative humidity, uh, mid 80s temperature. So all that seems to be uh, it very much within the parameters, you know? So this is going to dim his lights 10% for a couple of days. A nice feature of LED grow lights these days. Um, I think that's a good recommendation. And um, but still, again, frustrating. It's only on one plant. Soup chimes in saying, hey, man, stick with plain water from here on out. And she should be fine. I don't think the yellowing lower leaves are a sign of underfeeding. They're just old leaves. The plant decided it no longer needs. Right. It's also possible those leaves started to die off before the top dress went into effect. Fact. Back then, the plant might have been a bit hungry, but now the top dress is doing its thing and you should be fine. Um, so it says in the future, try doing smaller top dresses more often instead of doing one big one. And I agree, man, that's a lot of pressure for me as a grower when I think, okay, I'm going to add a dry amendment to this plant right now that it's going to need to rely on for the next month or something. Right. I definitely don't want to overdo it. So I think that's a good tip doing smaller top dresses every other week, soup saying, yeah, um, like is a, better than doing one. Yeah, agreed, man. You cut it in half and you double it, brother. Uh, you do have less control, man. It's it's debatable on your growth style. I want to. I was going to say you do have less control as a organic or a top dress grower. I know up here in Canada, the guy at Green um, uh, Amendments are popular, and there's an all purpose of flour and a veg, and you just simply can have a pretty simple grow with the right recipe. Just top dressing, you know, once every once in a while, and have a good grow. But I, you get more dialed in with, I believe, with some liquid newts. I'm still on my liquid newts. Yes, I love them. Plus, I got to run through what I got. I hate, I can't waste my nutrients. I got to get through. I'm still getting through my Ramo newts. Uh, but TJ Dirt Sniffer, please chime in and, and let us know if dimming the lights helped out. Thanks for the comments, Maestro. And uh, says so we got about the author. I'm in Scotty. The thumbnail picture for those listening is that's the Trey and Parker and Matt Stone, right? Right, the South Park guys when they went to the Oscars on acid. <laughs> in drag, you got it. You got it in it's drag. True. Man, it'd be awesome <laughs> if they went to this year's Oscars like that. Man, oh wow, man, shit just got weirder. So TJ Dirtstepper about the author. I'm a plant enthusiast over 10 years working landscaping and have an associate's degree in horticulture. Sounds almost like me, but not the full 10 years in landscaping. Mother Nature and I are a pretty awesome team. She helped me attain two green thumbs outdoors. I'm now growing indoors and doing my job and hers, and I'm learning the basics all over again. Awesome, awesome. man. Right on. All right. Let's take it to we got to hop into our grows. I'm gonna shout out to the pros list. Uh, dudegrows.com forward slash pros. That's where all the coupon codes are listed for some great DGC vetted grow gear. Today, I wanted to shout out to Build-A-Soil because Jeremy's on fire over there. If you haven't checked out the Build-A-Soil YouTube channel yet, they have the new series out. They're 10 by 10 season, uh, 10 by 10 season. And he's got some great instructional videos um, and rocking, man. He hasn't had this channel out that long and has tons of views and people learning um, because, yeah, it's a pretty good teacher. It gets right to the point. Also, buildasoil.com. Great products over there if you guys are growing. Um, it's not necessarily just organic growing. Great IPM things as well. So check that out also. Shout out to Buildasoil. Pretty easy to find on YouTube. Build, build a soil. Yes. We actually... uh, <laughs> let's go I got to. An, I got an our... email today that somebody, some customer thought I was Buildasoil and sent me an email to them. So I just... 
politely said I wasn't them. <laughs> I think we're going to feature, uh, if you're okay with taking a break for a minute, or, or, you know, if you want, you can sit back. We can feature Dude and Dude and Gurus Grow, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about banners. It's okay to take just a day off. Nah, okay. grow talk I really coming. don't have much going on. I got clones going on. I'm cleaning up. I'm going to take a, I'm actually taking a break in my grow and cleaning it up. Take some so, pictures yeah. and update us next grow talk because I have pictures yes, here. This first picture is of my special rift from Wicked Genetics. Sorry, God, I forgot which DDC handed this to me at the Cowboy Cup. Ooh. Um, so I took this plant. Now Scotty's probably going to tell me it has too much green in it because I took it outside of the grow tent and into this other light area where I could get a good picture of the top of it. So you can see that there's plenty of fertilization in the plant. You think too green? I think she's uh, a beauty. No, no, I think it looks good, man. Is it? Uh, I can't see the. Is that a mag efficiency you got going on there, man? I see something a little. No, I, you can never tell in a picture. No, that's got a ton of nitrogen. I think we're. Um, the These leaf, are on the next the leaf uh, on the ground has a magnesium deficiency. I'm not trying to be mean here, no. The next pic shows you what it looks like from a hole. These are in the rain science. This is what a one gal uh, rain science grow bag looks like, and they're a lot bigger. I mean, I think they're almost double the volume of like what a one gallon black nursery pot is. Um, so uh, this is totally. It's been trained a little. You can still totally tell what the central cola is here. Um, but this is, they, I've never had to support and I'm not a super experienced seed grower, probably done like six, seven grows straight from seed, but they don't need any damn bamboo stakes or any tying off of buds or anything. They're so stout. And I have three different genetics running in here now, uh, serious six CBD, uh, chronic CBD, uh, Irie genetics, Raphael and, uh, special riff from wicked genetics. None of the plants need any support structure when they're starting to put on some weight. I'm guessing this is week three because I started these on 12-12, like right. when they're really young, so they didn't go to flower right away. And then lastly, I, I, if you guys have grow tents, I leave. I love to leave my tent open during the day. And this is just what I see that I walk. This is by a, a back door of my house. So I walk by it all the time, going out, running errands, and it just makes my day better. The flowers are almost at the windows, right at the window level of the tent. And you just look in there and I'm like, yeah, damn, CO2 is good. Those plants, it, it gives me a little up to my day every time I walk by the right. tent. Because everything's right. going great, man. Um, and I'm glad the first time I showed plants in my two by four grow tent, Scotty was like, dear God, you got to kill. I think you almost suggested I kill them. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know how long it's going to take to get those back to. And you're right. It did take a minute. Um, this two by four gorilla grow tent is going to retire. I thought about selling it, but it's like, why would you ever sell a two by four grow tent? They pack away tight and God knows you might, when you might need one for whatever. Um, yep. And got the AC infinity uh, is going to go up and see, I might find a new spot from that. I, I probably, this might be my last grow before summer, summertime. Right. So I'm going to have a busy summer, summertime. A lot of travels happening, man. Uh, otherwise, Guru, I'd like you to tell us uh, what is going on in your grow. Last grow talk, I think it was off the air. You're like, shit, man, five by five is too big for me. Like you're growing too much dank. Yeah, there's a uh, my tent is full. Let me here. Give me one second. Let me get this video going. Nice, so looking good, see. brother. Do do do. Yeah, here we go. So that's the super lumen haze. Starting no, no, that was that. Or was... I'm I'm on a. Oh, okay, gotcha. I'm a little, and then there's sour lime cookies. The cherry paloma is the one that I'm like most excited about. This one, um, actually, it's the one that pretty much this whole grow is tailored to. It is how many weeks in are you? Uh, this is day fifty-four. Um, of blue. really? Yeah, 
These buds are, I mean, I'm not bitching. They're more frosty and flavorful than sizable. They look fairly small. Well, you got to realize I'm not running CO2. Um, they're not huge, big buds to begin with. The Pura Vita has gotten a little foxtaily. And like I said, everything in this grow is tailored to the Pura Vita. It's the only one I really wanted to grow to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't have four cuts of it at the time I started everything. Um, but yeah, the the Pura Vita, it's getting hammered with light and foxtailing a little bit. But the Cherry Paloma handles it just fine. Um, everything else is getting hammered with light a little bit too much, too. No, maybe you took too many solar panels off. No, I definitely no, don't think so. <laughs> it's got a while to go, man. It also does. I mean, mine... Yeah. I don't know how mine are ready in 60 days, though. I'm confused on that. You're running CO2. I'm not. Is that what it is, man? Because mine do. Yeah. There's a difference. I'm learning there's a bit of a difference between hammering, <laughs> like my my neighbor that grows for the free market. Uh, you know, he's got some decent, fairly rock-hard bud. He specifically tries to go get the strains that are, you know, people want as far as what's hot in the market. He's like, some shit, you can't sell it just because that name. And he looked at my flower, and he's like, dude, that's like, my flower is like real terpy, really sticky, kind of not soft or fluffy, but you know, it's not rock hard. Right. And I'm learning more of on some for you. My taste freaking great. It smokes great. Um, everything about it is awesome. And I'm learning more about, well, I'm not hitting a PK booster. Typically I'm not trying to push this plant super hard at different points in flower to get rock hard nugs either. And I'm not trying to say guru should have bigger buds, but I like big buds. I cannot lie. Um, See, no, really. I, I, I very purposefully was not trying to get big buds. I would rather have a lot of consistently sized buds than a couple of giant colas uh and then like little buds everywhere else or just big buds yeah. i'd rather have everything be pretty consistent um and be terpy and flavorful and everything um and also no, just pointing it out there where do you see any space in here for me to have left any solar panels <laughs> fair fair enough i'll be excited to try some so are you what's your plan are you just going to be going to a smaller tent are you gonna you're gonna jump on the, the four by three bandwagon i think, I'm, I think I'm gonna hop on the four by three bandwagon um <laughs> and, and move to that and just scale everything down a little bit i i don't need all the cannabis from this five by five tent like i'm literally gonna have to like next giveaway away. gurus autographed five by five you down <laughs> hey, let's do it let's yeah, hook yeah, that let's thing up it. Let's do it, and I'll take one of those four by three AC infinities, and we'll be all good. Comes with a used Guru hat. <laughs> hey, I have Sorry. I have the the Louis Vuitton DGC hat number one. So I, at some point that might Whoa. come out. <laughs> some point. I want to remind everybody, man, if you guys had a good time today and we helped you grow, helped you pass your day by, please consider dogrows.com forward slash support. Produce this show, keep it rolling here. I want to shout out who's slinging recharge out there. Uh, dude, who you got? I got man. Crystal at the Bubbling Bucket oh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, nice. and Florence, Kentucky. They just opened up a new store. Congratulations, guys! Congratulations. Crystal. Go check them out. They are stocked up on completely on recharge and grow dots. Yeah. So hit them up if you want either either one of those. That's right. Out, support your stores. I'd be intimidated yeah. opening or anything brick and mortar with the freaking online these days. But I got to make it a community, man. If you make it, I was talking to my buddy. Uh, shout out to Mike over at Mountain Lion. They make it a community hangout. They go over there. They trade strains. They talk about what's new. Uh, Does he sell compost know. tea on Thursdays? Yep. Yep. They <laughs> Something giant, like that. They grow a giant pumpkin out front, man. That kind of stuff. Sick. 
let's do some shout outs to the DDC producers, man. I want to give thanks here. And I'm going to start it off with Camptown underscore greens 2017, as well as your mother's gash. What's up? I didn't, I didn't pick it. They named themselves. Okay, Scotty. Whoa. Come on. DGC man. producer. Come on. Do? I'm fucking, I'm protesting, dude. Uh, <laughs> All right, you just protested. Now it's your turn to shut up. Who do you got? At least I left it. I, I Splitter Funk? On you. Come on, man. How can you give me Splitter Funk as Joe Gastelowski, man? That's, that's not easy, bro. And Hydro Larry. Got Autism Dad, 12-12, actually coming up on the next Wake and Bake. Thanks for the good conversation there, Autism Dad. Uh, as well as Old Dude Gross. Old Dude Gross as well. Wow, man. I wonder what he is. that your dad? You cool, man. <laughs> Yeah, son of a cheech! And shoot the moon, 87. Thank you. Thank you. No Till Tom. No Till Tom. Thank you, sir. What's going on, Mr. No Till Tom? And El Gringo del Moto. El Gringo de Moto. Hey. The white mode. What does that mean? The white of. Uh, gringo of. Moti. Mota is. Yes, you're the gringo of weeds, sir. Uh, <laughs> uh, Urban Farmer, what's up? And straight out of compost. I love that. You're <laughs> out of compost. All right, peace out, guys. Stay higher, my friends. I will be coming at you with some wake and bake. Hey, take a dude. Some people love to blaze up the tank. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude.